Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and a very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as we are in Thanksgiving weekend. I'm sure you guys got plenty of turkey. Hopefully, you guys kept it safe with your intermediate family, but nonetheless, I hope everyone is well. We are in week 12 of the NFL season, which is such a trip to, to really think about it as we reflect on, you know, just having football um, amidst COVID-19 going into this year. And, you know, for that, I am thankful for Niners, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals football. Uh, but at the same time, too, I know that it hasn't been easy for the the league and everything else in between to continue with the season. Um, we'll get more into it, but then there's been a lot more recent COVID-19 uh, positive tests around the NFL in which, you know, as of right now, the Steelers-Ravens game is slated to play on Tuesday. It was originally supposed to be for Thursday Night Football, got delayed to Sunday, and now it's scheduled to play on Tuesday. Uh, shoot, even the Niners, they still have several players on the COVID list, which includes Brandon Ayuk. Uh, last time I checked, Trent Williams and a couple other players, and I don't know if you guys heard as well, but the Denver Broncos, as of right now, they don't really have a quarterback. All the quarterbacks on their active roster have been placed on the COVID list. So, uh, very wonky season this year, not going to lie, but I am thankful for a season nonetheless. So, let's just go ahead and take a look into Week 12 in the NFC West. And for those that do continue to follow the podcast. I do apologize, didn't do uh, a pod for week 11, consider it my buy, I've been a little bit busier with work and other commitments, but haven't forgot you about you guys, so holla at your boy as we go into this week for Thanksgiving Sunday. So let's go ahead and get to it, best division in the NFL, NFC West, because just look at the records for Christ's sake, you have the Rams now in first place at 7-3. and three. Because a couple weeks earlier, they played the Seahawks and they beat them and they are coming off a pretty convincing win against the Buccaneers. And so they are tied with the Seahawks, but they have the tiebreaker. So Rams 7-3, Seahawks second place 7-3. They're coming off a pretty convincing win against the Cardinals. And now you have the Cardinals third place at 6-4. And And last but not least, still in playoff contention, but you have the Niners at four and six, and they were, you know, this past week they were coming off a bye week, so they should be ready to go for week 12. So let's go ahead and take a look at the matchups at hand this week. We have three games in the NFC West, one being a divisional, but the first morning game, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you have the Cardinals at the Patriots. Uh, Cardinals are favored by one and a half over under 49. One o'clock game, This is the divisional game I was talking about. You have the Niners at the Rams this time around. Rams are favored by seven over under 45. Last but not least, Monday Night Football. You have the Seahawks going to the East Coast. Seahawks at Eagles. Seahawks are favored by five and a half over under 50. So an interesting slate of games as we go into week 12. Um, So let's go and get to these matchups at hand. So when I look at this Cardinals game in the morning, the Cardinals at the Patriots, you know, they're coming off a a pretty tough loss uh, against the Seahawks in which, 
you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I thought it would be a very high-scoring game, but I don't know what the deal is with Kyler Murray, but it seemed like his shoulder got hurt in the game. Um, you know, the Seahawks, they they mixed up their coverages and uh, put, put Kyler Murray in a tizzy, and the end result is that they came away with a loss. And, you know, surprisingly, it was the Seahawks defense that really came in and sealed the deal. Uh, they, they sacked Kyler Murray on fourth down when they were trying to make a drive to send that game into overtime. And so just moving forward right now, you have a tough game on the road at New England. And it's one of those games where kind of kind of going at that spread, uh, the Cardinals are favored by one and a half, but this is not going to be a, a cakewalk. Now, I know that the Patriots haven't been playing their best football this season, but, you know, the last couple of weeks when you look at this offense, Cam Newton, especially in this passing offense, it's been much better than uh, like the first quarter of the season, for example. Like Cam Newton right now, I think he's completing like 65 plus percentage of his passes. um, And this offense is starting to turn along a lot better than it was before. It's just that this time around, their defense has been kind of lacking lately. Uh, They've been allowing a ton of big plays. I don't know what the deal is because... Uh, just ironically, uh, their, their defense was supposed to be good and that their offense was supposed to be good enough to complement. But I don't know. Uh, the main point I'm trying to make about this time around is with Kyler Murray on the road, I hope he's healthy. I don't know. They've been kind of mum on the situation, but you know his shoulder was bugging him last week against the Seahawks. So I'm kind of curious to see how this offense is going to come along. Thankfully... Um, you know, this time around, like the last couple of weeks, you're getting Kenyon Drake back healthy. He's been recovering from his ankle injury, and you've seen him in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's been pretty good. Um, well, maybe not necessarily for the stat line, but he's been pretty good on those inside runs, and you have Chase Edmonds. Hopefully that run game can complement it a little bit better, especially on the road. But it goes back to my concern with Kyler Murray. I hope, I hope he's K. I I re- really do, because they have... Uh, you know, this is kind of one of those, I won't say trap games, but you have to take the Patriots seriously, especially when you're on the road, especially when you're playing Bill Belichick and that well-coached team. Um, it's one of those things where I, I think that they can't let this get past them. they got to get this done, uh, this offense especially. I am really intrigued to see how DeAndre Hopkins matches up against Stephen Gilmore, arguably the best receiver in the game at least statistically right now deandre hopkins leads all receivers in receiving yards uh he's got like 800 yards right now and then you have stephen gilmore all pro cornerback you guys know his resume he's been you know this defense hasn't been playing particularly well but gilmore still is that dude so that's a matchup i'm really looking forward to and then um you know most importantly when the cardinals have the ball pass protection is going to be it's been better lately, but it's always going to be an issue. They they gave up some big sacks uh, by the Seahawks, and the Seahawks defense isn't supposed to be particularly good. Uh, this Patriots front seven, they've been, like I said before, they've been on and off lately. But I am intrigued to see what Belichick has in store because while it has happened this year, but historically speaking, you know the Patriots... They typically rebound after losses. They just lost to the Texans. That was a pretty tough game, actually. Um, But they lost to the Texans the previous week on the road, so they go back at home. 
and it's very well nothing's promised but it's very unlikely that the Patriots will just go ahead and give up at home they typically play a lot better football at home so just I won't say it's a trap game but just keeping in mind some of those circumstances and just knowing that Kyler Murray might not be 100% that is something to monitor so conversely like when the Patriots have the football, when Cam Newton has the ball in his hands, I mean, the most obvious thing to mention about that is this offense has been improving. Mentioned that before. They've been churning along a lot better. So when I'm looking at this Cardinals defense, I mean, you know, their secondary has been kind of on and off. Um, Patrick Peterson, he's been okay. And then Drake Patrick, he had a really rough outing the previous week against the Seahawks. And so that's... It's not like the Patriots have world beaters at the receiver position, but it's something to keep in mind. And then most importantly, too, Cam Newton is Cam Newton, meaning that, you know, he's a lot older than than before, but he's still a very active mobile runner, a dual threat sort of quarterback in which, you know, if I'm Hassan Riddick and, you know, a couple of these linebackers in the front seven, I need to be mindful of that. Uh, Hopefully, you know, uh, Isaiah Simmons has been stepping up as of late, and I think as we go to the last quarter of the season, you're going to see a lot more Simmons on the field. Uh, so how will they defend Cam Newton, especially when he's out in the open field as a runner? Things to keep in mind. Uh, kind of a, It's kind of hard for me to be so direct on the outcome of this game just because, I don't know, it's just... It has this gray area as uh, the Cardinals enter on the road against... Another well-coached team in Belichick. Maybe I'm overkilling the, overstating the fact that it's a Bill Belichick team, but I don't know, man. Seems a little trappy. But the Cardinals, I mean, their offense on paper, if everything's healthy, they should be able to take care of the Patriots on the road and get this win. I'm just really concerned about what sort of offense we're going to get come Sunday. Like, seriously. Okay, so circle, circling back with this, okay, the Cardinals are favored by one and a half over under 49, so I think I'll go ahead and give the Cardinals the win, but I am very skeptical just because of the reasons I mentioned. Give me the Cardinals like 24, eh, 27-23. 27-23 Cardinals, that sounds about right. Uh, just... Be careful for Kevin Newton. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay. All right, let's go to the matchup at hand in the NFC West, a divisional matchup. And you have the Niners going to L.A. this time around, playing the Rams. And the caveat on this is, you know, the Niners, they've been they've been doing their thing like the last couple of matchups against the Rams. Uh, last, last time they played in the first quarter of the season, uh, it was a highly anticipated matchup, and the Niners took care of business. Keep in mind that this was a team with their starting quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. But uh, you know, the biggest thing that I got away from it is Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't a hundred percent at the time, and they schemed like a motherfucker. Like Kyle Shanahan schemed a great game against the Rams, in which Jimmy Garoppolo hardly had to throw any passes. Like. Over five yards, it was a lot of handoffs, a lot of a lot of shuttle passes, uh, put the ball to his playmakers. 
but this time around, there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of COVID things going down. And so it's not the same team, obviously, from the first time they played this year. Um, but it's also interesting to note, too, that, you know, for this offense, they schemed it accordingly where they pretty much blanketed Aaron Donald. Uh, he was a non-factor that game. But having said that, that was back then. This is now. And this is now solely in the driver's seats with the Rams coming off convincing wins. And I say convincing wins against the Bucks, the Seahawks, and back-to-back weeks in which this defense has shown the fuck up. They have been playing stellar defense lately. I can't even emphasize that. They are arguably the best defense in the league right now. They shut the Seahawks. They shut the Bucks down. Oh, they didn't necessarily shut them down, but they did a really good job bringing pressure, making plays, getting takeaways. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, some of the younger guys that have stepped up outside of Aaron Donald, outside of Jalen Ramsey. They've gotten a lot of good plays out of Leonard Floyd as a pass rusher. They've gotten some great plays out of their rookie safety coming back from injury in Jordan Fuller. He had two picks last week against Tom Brady. Darius Williams has been amazing as the number two cornerback to complement Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, all in all, they're playing their best football on defense right now. It's just it's just a, a good combination of returning back to good health, getting your scheme right and ready, and just, you know, these young guys, kudos to them, being ready to make some plays. I think that Brandon Staley, as young as he is as a defensive coordinator, he's done an excellent job this season. Excellent job this season to get his players right so what does that mean for the Niners because this is a Niners team that doesn't have Jimmy Garoppolo they have Nick Mullins right now and uh, there's a slew of well it's a mixed bag because they've had a slew of injuries but presumably Debo Samuel Richard Sherman uh, maybe Raheem Mostert a couple of those guys that have been hurt like the last couple of weeks they should be back uh, coming off the bye week and that should be uh, that should pay dividends because this team has hardly been healthy. Um, but they also take a step back in the sense that this whole COVID ordeal um, mentioned before. Brandon Ayuk, he's likely out. Trent Williams, he was up in the air. Uh, he tested positive for, for COVID earlier in the week. Uh, he's T- TBD. I think that Dre Greenlaw, their linebacker, um, shoot. There's, there's been a uh, K1 Williams is out. I mean, yeah, there's... It's just another day in Ninerland when it comes to turnover. But they get some of their guys back. Some of their guys are out. Uh, I think the biggest thing that kind of bugs me, too, is their right guard, Tom Compton. He got a concussion during the walkthrough this week during practice, which is kind of ridiculous. But uh, this is the X factor for this game. So Compton's out, which means Colton McEvitt's uh, rookie fifth-round pick out of West Virginia, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But uh, rookie guard is going to make his very first start. And he will likely go up against, drumroll, uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, so uh, rookie mid-round pick, he's going to go up against Aaron Donald. And you have Nick Mullins as the backup quarterback. Um, I know that the Niners did a great job last time around, but... This is a completely different team for the Rams. They're playing their best football right now. Uh, Their defense has been stellar. So, you know, Shanahan, he does a great job as 
as as a playmaker making these calls and schemes, but you can only do so much, especially when you have like half your roster on injured reserve. So I mean, that's that's a little troubling. The one thing I will give to the Niners is this Rams offense. While it hasn't been horrible, but they you know they, they can be had. Obviously, you know the last time they played, they got enough pressure to get to Jared Goff and. Jared Goff, that still remains, it, it can be had, but he's been playing a lot better in recent weeks. Um, you know, shout out to his receivers for, for making plays. Robert Woods, underrated as always. He's coming off a stellar game against the Seahawks. Cooper Cup had like 10 catches, 130 yards. I mean, even, even their rookie, Van Jefferson, Cam Akers, they had their first touchdowns as rookies last week. Uh, so... You know, it's it's on the come up. I think that for the Rams, uh, they are probably the most balanced team in the NFC West. So that is not good for the Niners. Um, Rams are favored by seven over under 45. I think that the Niners, just knowing that Shanahan typically schemes a very competitive game against the Rams, um, you know, I'm optimistic that they cover the spread, but in no shape or form do I feel that the Niners have the capacity to upset the Rams. Certainly possible. Um, I got to check if most is going to play. I know Debo is. Jordan Reed mentioned before uh, illness. I don't know if it's COVID related, but they have a lot of moving pieces right now, which makes me a little shaky to, to predict any sort of upset. Um, but I do feel it's going to be closer. I do feel it's going to be closer just because it's a divisional matchup and typically Shanahan um, plays well against the Rams. Oh, he, he typically beats the Rams uh, the last couple of matchups. Okay, anyway, so rounding it out. Rams are favored by seven, but I think it's going to be a closer matchup. Go ahead and give me the Rams 28 to 24. 28 to 24 Rams. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I think it'll be... It'll be it'll, it'll be a competitive game, but um, they'll they'll pull away, pull away. Okay, last but not least, not on Sunday, but on Monday, Monday Night Football, you have the Seahawks going East Coast against the Eagles, so it's a game of the birds, and um, yeah, Seahawks are favored by five and a half over under fifty. They are coming off a convincing win against the Cardinals, as I mentioned before. And I say it's convincing because their defense made some key plays and I won't say won the game, but uh, yeah, they had a very timely sack by recently acquired pass rusher Carlos Dunlap, which has been awesome. He, oh, at the last two games, he's gotten, oh, I think two, three sacks. He's been everything as advertised when they traded for him. He's been giving a good element of pass rush for, for them. Uh, you've been seeing their Defense playing much better football in in recent weeks. Still not the best, obviously, but, you know, when I look at this Eagles offense, or lack thereof, that's, uh, Carson Wentz is not playing good football right now, like, at all. And a lot of it has to do with injuries to his receivers, to his offensive line. Just tough just been a tough year for these guys but Carson Wentz isn't playing particularly well uh, but he does make plays as both a mobile sort of quarterback not in the same capacity as Russell Wilson but he's he's a savvy 
quarterback. Tough to take down. And as I look at this matchup, I mean, tight end Dallas Goder, awesome tight end. Still able to give the Seahawks a lot of fits. And Miles Sanders out the backfield. I mean, they have they have some weapons. Um, you know, it's been a tough year. Three and six and one record. Going into this season, as you look at the schedule, this was supposed to be a little bit more better than advertised. But here we are. Here we are. So when the Seahawks have the football, Russ Cook, let Russ Cook. That's been the model all season. And they should have plenty of opportunities. Actually, I'd be intrigued to see if they can run the ball a lot more efficiently. uh, Just because you saw the Browns play the Eagles last week. And they, I mean, it's not certainly not apples to apples. But they ran the fuck over the Eagles between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, Really dominated the game. Uh, Definitely moved the chains. Definitely won from the line of scrimmage. Can the Seahawks do that? Probably not. Their offensive line is much better. But here's the news that I'm encouraged about. Chris Carson, who's been dealing with injuries all season, but he's missed the last couple games to nurse his his leg. He's, He's slated to come back. And, you know, when you look at Carlos Hyde, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas, like no one compares to what Chris Carson brings as a runner, especially those tough, gritty runs, um, those yards after contact. So that is something that Chris Carson brings and elements that the Seahawks really need. Uh, as much as I like to see Russ Cook, they need that run game to keep their play action A1. Because in the passing game right now, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, playing 1A, 1B sort of receivers. They are, they've been awesome this year. But to have a little bit more balance, I think, would go a long way, especially on the road. Um, you don't want to put Russell Wilson. You don't always, I mean, they they, they have, but um, you don't want to put Russell Wilson uh, in, in these tough situations where he pretty much has to carry the team. Um, that's why they lost to the Bills. That's why they lost to the Rams, just because, yeah, man, um, you know, Russell Wilson is prone to mistakes, as we've seen this season. He is mortal. He's human. Earlier this season, he seemed like he was going to be a surefire MVP candidate, but in recent weeks, it's you know it's starting to the Bills starting to be due when your defense struggles, when your run game is unbalanced, and you put it all on the quarterback. It can be uh, it can be tires. I don't want to say tires. It can be a challenge. It can be a challenge. So Russell Wilson, he's still an awesome quarterback, but I'd like to see a little bit more balance in the run game. Not going to talk too much about this passing game. They got it. Uh, but if they can get some play action, they can really get it down the field to lock it or Metcalf. It might be something real nice. Conversely, when the Seahawks are on the defense and you have Carson Wentz under center, you know, this Eagles team very much injured, maligned, and dealing with their issues both on their offensive line and their receivers. But the Seahawks' defense remains a inconsistent unit. I know that they've gotten some stellar plays out of Dunlap, some good plays with Jamal Adams back. But all in all, still not where it needs to be. I think that the big picture question is, you know, if and when they make the playoffs, is their defense good enough to win big games when they, when they matter in, in the postseason? I don't know. But uh, we shall see on Monday Night Football. It would go a long way on the national platform to make some plays on the defense You saw it for Thursday Night Football to do it again on back-to-back 
national games would be stellar. I think they certainly have it because this Eagles team has been very inconsistent. Carson Wentz is playing really inconsistent football. Um, he, he's always been kind of known to be sort of a gunslinger in that sense where he's given up his share of turnovers. So I don't necessarily think that the Eagles are going to you know, be world beaters against the Seahawks defense. But, you know, when, when you look at a Seahawks game, just not even just 2020, but collectively as a whole for this franchise, they never play like a normal sort of game. And come Monday Night Football, prime time, things could get kind of wonky. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, that's Seattle football for you. So, circling back, the Seahawks are favored by 5.5 on the road, over under 50. It's a game that they should be able to take care of. This Eagles team is not a good team, but, you know, they do have a really good pass rush, uh, if if allowed. Uh, they can certainly get to the quarterback, but thank God that the Seahawks have Russell Dangerous Wilson. All right, go ahead and give me the Seahawks, I don't know, 34 34 27. That sounds about right. Yeah, 34 27. They're still going to give up some points, but they're going to outscore and get it done, especially with Chris Carson back, especially with some play action. Uh, shout out to DK Metcalf. I think he's going to have a pretty big game if they're able to do play action and get him down the field. That should be really fun for fantasy football owners. So 34 to 27. Circling back. All right, so I have. The Cardinals beating the Patriots 27-23. That's the 10 a.m. game Pacific Standard Time. The 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time afternoon game is the Rams and the Niners. And I think that's going to be closer than the spread. Uh, the spread being at Rams 7. But I think that the Rams will come up top 28-24. to Last but not least, uh, Monday Night Football. Seahawks are favored by 5.5. They cover that 34-27. And that is all she wrote for the NFC West. Once again, thank you so much for checking out the pod, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify. Continue to, to check it out. I'm also on Twitter, at JustTheWest, Instagram, at JustTheWest, and of course the blog, www.JustTheWest.com. Until next time, from my family to yours, have a very happy Thanksgiving. A lot of great things to be thankful for, so don't lose sight of that. Enjoy your Sunday. Happy holidays. We out here. We out here. Peace.